and welcome to Third World Gaming featuring Critical Index. And it's not just me, there's three of us. Yay! 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 So, <laughs> so, I, so I got to a time machine and I brought two guys from different time periods here. One is Megs and the other is Charles. What's up, guys? Wait, what? Why different time periods? I don't know. Can Maybe we not coexist? I'm a Actually, night shift. We... I don't know. Yeah, that's why I said <laughs> time periods. Shift, guys. Different shift. <laughs> it counts. Night shift counts. Trust me, it's like a different timeline. I hate the daylight now. Yeah. Ugh. Edward Cullen. <laughs> no, not that kind of vampires. All right, so why have you summoned us? Well, we're here to talk about gaming, and since we preempted Jobber Talk for this, might as well. But yeah, we're talking about the news, and a lot of new stuff coming up, and a lot of things closing down. So, speaking of closing shop, Telltale Games will be closing a majority of its studio. So that includes like games such as Wolf Among Us 2, Stranger Things being cancelled, and the fate of the final season of The Walking Dead Tale tail games is in question mark right now did they have like a batman game as well of course they i think did. isn't that finished already? i think that's done uh also a borderlands game oh that also yeah. I, I didn't, oh, I didn't I realize did. they were gonna work on a sequel yeah Tales from the borderlands is finished yeah, yeah but, but, th- but those were developed yeah those were they were developed. it so sucks because we want closure it's not like andrew lincoln's leaving this walking dead apparently yeah. it's gonna be the producers Sad, sad tale. But speaking of closures, there's another studio a few days earlier that closed. It's Capcom's Vancouver studio. And we know the studio from its Dead Rising series. That guy inside them all, killing zombies. I only know him as the guy who is in Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh yeah, the (laughs) ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom tree. Yeah. Yep, but you know, zombies haven't really been a thing for a while, so it's only uh, a matter of time before this franchise died. Unless, of course, they make to do another remaster like 2019's Resident Evil 2. I think, I, that's a little one too many resurrections. <laughs> it can be worse. Can they'll, make it, they'll make a Mila Jovic-esque movie about that. You can dream oh. of the stars. All right. Stars. Well, they are remastering, uh, remaking too so so yeah. basically what we're noticing is capcom is focusing on nostalgia games remastering the old mm. ones well not really partly like they, they they are uh partly banking on like the remastering of mm. re2 uh yeah and and other than that i think there's more <laughs> like they're focusing their franchises now on mm-hmm. the ones that are really selling well monster hunter mm-hmm. you have your uh <laughs> cats I'm sorry, I was distracted by a cat. Yes. But yeah, they're focusing a lot on their main franchises now. Like, they released Mega Man 11, right? Right. Uh huh. So, we'll see what else they're going to be focusing on. Their Street Fighter franchise is always still going to be a thing. So, uh, we'll see. I mean, you know. I think with the success of Monster Hunter, we will see a revitalized Japan uh, business side of things. Mm. We will see more of a. I think the origination will be from the from the Japanese business group or the or at least on their end. More on the esports type, I don't think so. Maybe not. I mean, I think that's more of like just keep sailing yeah. the way they are. Yeah. I mean, they still have a lot to improve uh, on Street Fighter Five. I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they can still polish that a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monster Hunter World is definitely a nice new frontier for them. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. that's going to be uh, something we can look forward to. 
Well, Monster Hunter is really doing good on the PC. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I heard you played it recently. Yeah. I, what kind it, of it monsters me, did you beat? For it took one me more week? than 150 hours on the PS4 to finish. That only took me around 40 hours to finish. On the PC? On the PC, yeah. Plus, it helps that you're in 60 frames per second. Ah. <laughs> no lag. Yeah. Not right. really no lag. It's more of having a smoother gameplay. Okay. That's okay. cool. All right. Uh, so, uh, what else have we got on the news? Oh, yeah. Ah, lighter for, news. For all the... Uh, for yeah. the a dead Overwatch. game. Oh, a d- wow. <laughs> those who are still playing Overwatch. Wow. Dead game. Aren't you guys still playing that? Hey, Dax. I do. I mean, <laughs> when I'm not playing Destiny 2, I'm playing Overwatch. Dead oh, game. Destiny 2. Hmm. Forsaken's out. New Raid has also just been released on oh. the sideline, The Last Wish. Yeah. So, that's also been completed, like... Just last weekend, I think 22 hours after mm-hmm. they released the actual raid itself, everybody was like live streaming the entire playthrough. Right. And it took 22 hours before somebody finally got to complete the raid. And <laughs> recently, I just saw uh, news about it that somebody uh, got to finish the raid solo, so allegedly. Oh, wow. No way. Yeah. So like after it was finished... Of course, somebody figures out the faster ways to do it, uh, and now I think somebody's done it solo. Just an, just an aside, thank you for reminding me about Activision Blizzard. I think the beta for Black Ops 4 just Blackout. Got, uh, Blackout? The Blackout mode? Yeah, this is the Battle Royale for, yes. for Call of Duty. Oh. I am hearing a lot of rave reviews on that one. I mean, it's, it's Call of Duty, so they have their shooter mechanic down pat. Yes. I mean, we know that they do shooting well. It's just going to be a matter of adopting the battle royale mm-hmm. uh, mechanics mm-hmm. to the whole to what they already have which is basically building an economy based on loot and strategic mm-hmm. points you know uh, from what I'm hearing they're really there to contend with the likes of Fortnite and PUBG Fortnite of course being the more casual mm-hmm. battle royale game and you see you uh-huh. see here PUBG I mean the trend has really been quite disappointing for PUBG for the last uh, for, for the last year I think it's more of like um, it's just catching up to them the lack of polish that they initially had. It's still a better game, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but they've improved like significant. They've improved significantly uh, from when they first launched, for sure. But yeah, I mean, like the thing is, Fortnite, uh, their battle royale mechanics was basically spawned from. It, it's kind of like a like what happened with Dota, where it was yes. just like a map. Right. So in the uh-huh. case of the battle royale of Fortnite. It was really... They already had a base game that was mm-hmm. supposedly polished. And then they just took the core uh, physics, the gameplay, the mm-hmm. movement and everything, and then just applied it in a different way. Although something that I would consider with Call of Duty is that, sure, the Battle Royale seems to be really, really good. But mm-hmm. if you're going to notice, Call of Duty has a yearly release. So yeah. I don't know how they would adapt a <laughs> consistent Battle Royale game. PUBG's here for the longest time, I think. More I than- I don't think I don't think they're planning hmm. to really make it into like a solid thing unless yes. it really flies, you know, unless it really flies. But that's actually what we're getting as a reception from the gamers. We'll see. The, it's it's nice to see that they're actually uh, getting good reviews for that. But the question is, how will that will that translate to people turning over into uh, Call of Duty from the other battle royale games? Correct. So that, that's, that's true. just a question that still remains to be seen. And I think a lot of developers are also considering a lot of the shooter type games are also considering a, a battle royale mode yeah yeah so the question is then will the people who are playing PUBG and Fortnite right now be willing to shell out a 60 you know 60 dollars for a game 
for the battle royale mode mm-hmm. and maybe not even touch like the, the main s- story or the regular multiplayer. Well, Although to consider most of these, I mean the shooter games, uh, your 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 Call of Duty, your Battlefield, mm-hmm. won't really enter into the mobile market. Whereas you already have Fortnite on iOS, yep. and you have PUBG mobile <coughs> on both iOS and uh, Android. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, so. I don't think they will enter that market, yeah. which is actually quite a lucrative market. It's F2P on your mobile, mm-hmm. but you get but you get to have a lot of purchases in game. Yeah, you know, and and that, that's gonna yeah. affect. I think I think Fortnite, if I remember correctly, still from their May to June statistics, still earns around two million dollars a day based on just in-app purchases. That's good then. Yeah, because mobile is a completely different beast, and I don't think. Uh, Activision's really wants to jump into that wagon mm-hmm. without, you know, without kind of not really an assurance, but I don't think they'd be willing to jump in there unless they were prepared yes. to fight tooth and nail to be on the top spot. I mean, the main advantage of having, say, uh, Call of Duty Battle Royale is that they're, they're quite the expert when it comes to military hardware. Yeah. If you're gonna compare that to PUBG, which only has around what five, six types of uh, mm-hmm. rifles or guns, well, they're expanding a lot more now. So. Yeah. But again, yeah, there's a the question of whether or not, like, it would whether their new mode will really like pull people over from those other markets. Correct. Correct. So, I mean, I mean, if people playing PUBG, like, oh, they're already enjoying this. Why would? What reason do we have to go pay another sixty dollars for this game for a mode that's you know that's not really like the main focus you know exactly you're gonna pay premium because the experience will be premium we're gonna see a lot of guns a lot of vehicles a lot but will of it more... be enough I mean because yeah. the thing is there is like $60 mm-hmm. but if you're only gonna be playing like a, a, a certain part of it on top of your probably your classic multiplayer 5 but, versus 5 but the thing or... is will those people play those modes correct like what reason again there it, goes, it goes back to the reason of why people would buy into it Mm-hmm. So having that mode alone is, it's nice to have. Mm-hmm. But if it's good enough, is it compelling enough for people to really jump the wagon? Yeah, we'll see how we'll rules see how that of, turns out. Rules of survival, master race. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. From one type of genre to the other, Overwatch, that yeah. game. No. Uh, <laughs> I, oh yeah. So back to the original thing. Uh, Torbjorn reworked the long time, uh, long rumored. Reworking of our favorite Swedish engineer. I was a main man. Yep. It took you two years. Yep. <laughs> so this uh, this is basically the second major rework after Sim. Right, right after Sim. No, after Symmetra. Yeah, so I this is going to be the second one. So Symmetra no, was the first major. No, this is the third one. Mercy. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Mercy was, Mercy, a... Mercy was not changed that drastically. It was. The, the Valkyrie, Valkyrie. The Valkyrie is basically just one. Uh, From a she, group, she still uh, played the same. Right. Her general gameplay was still more or less the same. Mm-hmm. Valkyrie just allowed, gave her the extra mobility, to really you know do what she does best. I would consider it a rework because the group wrestle was such a game changer. But, yeah. And then you shifted her from a main wrestle slash healer mm-hmm. to a battle type Valkyrie, battle type angel. Uh, I wouldn't say it's. Well, some people would. You can definitely use Valkyrie as uh, an offensive capability, but yes. I, 
but it's not well at least it didn't it's not what it's supposed to be for. it was not intended for to be to become a battle angel. and honestly it's it's, it's <laughs> you're probably better off healing if you're going to use valkyrie correct uh-huh. so but then this one is then like in the case of sim it's a complete overhaul of her kit mm-hmm. it wasn't just like a tweak mm-hmm. it didn't change like the core of the character which is to be a support to be a healer right in the case of sim they completely changed her from support we just setting up turrets mm-hmm. instead of giving people shields into the cancer that she has become. <laughs> the great into like you know, like people, people were calling her cancer because oh well, she's a support, but she's like dealing so much damage. Like how is that fair? They're like, you know what? Screw it. Let's go ahead, mm-hmm. make her full damage, mm-hmm. and that's what they did. Oh. Now, just to, as a dis, uh, disclaimer, if we suddenly get cut off at some point during this entire uh, podcast, it's because of a cat. Yeah, playing <laughs> just, near. She's so cute. Yes, know. and that's why we're not stopping her. So if ever yeah. she does end up cutting the power, at least you know people know. Yeah, yeah. Just so you know, and it's, it's of, reasonable. Yeah. 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 And, now back uh, to Torb, right? Yeah. You said there's a modification of one of his abilities, which is the uh, turret. A lot of his, um, a lot of his kit actually uh, uh, gets a rework, yeah, a complete rework. A complete rework. Yeah. So his turret is now instead of it, you know, plopping down a turret in front of you, then hammering. Uh, your turret to the nine hells until it gets to level two. <laughs> what it. you do is you throw a turret. You throw your turret. It goes off into a distance and it starts building itself until it hits its uh, full capability, which is like three seconds. But Charles, how long will it be? Three. Three seconds, three seconds for it to fully establish. And then from there, it'll deal damage right away at, this, at the level two. Mm-hmm. In short, you don't need to upgrade it. Correct. You throw it, leave it be, and it'll do its thing. Mm-hmm. Do its thing. And because you can throw it, you have now a certain flexibility of, like, let's say, for example, if you're in the middle of a firefight, and then you need to, like, oh, I need to get my turret up there. Mm-hmm. So you're in the middle of a, fi- uh, of a fight, you're shooting somebody, turn left, look up, throw a turret. Mm-hmm. It's now on a high platform, it has high ground, and mm-hmm. shooting, and it only took you half a second to turn around and throw it. Charles, what happened to Torbjorn's scrap armor? Uh, the armor is no longer going to be a thing. Instead, it's been replaced by Overload. So only Brigitte will be able to Brig. have the scrap his, armor. Yep, uh, yep his, basically his little girl yeah. will now be the main focus for shielding. Yes. Which, unfor- which is also unfortunate because she herself has taken a bit of a, a nerf. nerf. Yeah, her shield happened? is no longer... I think it's uh, they cut the HP of her shield. By half? Not by half. Um, I think by 50, if I'm remembering right from the patch notes. Mm-hmm. So basically, she can no longer take as much damage, uh, damage mm-hmm. uh, with her shield. So she can't just like walk up to you and then beat your face with a mace anymore. <laughs> now, uh, what they also did with Torb, though, going back to uh, the Elder Lindholm, <laughs> is that he, they changed his ult. It's no longer Molten Core. He's no longer going to turn into a berserking madman firing yeah. his uh, rivet gun at you. Uh, Overload does that now, but to a much lesser degree. Yes. So he gets extra HP, extra yeah, armor. That's 30% increased movement speed, 30% increased rivet gun reload and attack speed, 30% increased hammer attack speed, hmm. has a 5 second duration, but has a 12 second cooldown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's basically, it's still a mini uh, molten core. Mm-hmm. So what happened to his ultimate? Now, his new ultimate is basically, uh, I forgot what the name of the ability was, but what he does is that he fires, he basically just fires lava. Oh, it's still called Molten Core. Oh, it okay. still <laughs> is called Molten Core. <laughs> oh, but it actually has molten things now involved yeah. because he fires like this, some um, like lava or molten metal mm-hmm. uh, onto the ground. It can also bounce off walls and bounce off ceilings, but it'll basically always end up on the floor. 
and it, you'll basically take damage as you're traversing that uh, that molten metal. Yeah, so you're basically a Mega Man boss fight. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah, you're just setting like up Dr. the turret. Yeah, yep. so is there like a magma man or a lava man? There probably is. Yeah, there probably is. Oh, and lastly. Yeah, that was it. Actually, that was the old. Oh, yeah, that, that was for Torbjorn. But lastly, for the Nintendo Switch, ah yes, something I'm I'm the playing new, for last piece time. of news. Now, AOV or Arena of Valor by Tencent will actually be available for the Nintendo Switch. Oh wow! On September twenty-five. Uh, from what I've noticed, Arena of Valor on the Switch is actually quite good in terms of graphics. I mean, I can imagine if it's something that's originally designed for mobile, then you yeah. upscale that for a Switch. Yeah, that's definitely gonna be. Well, know. considering that the Switch is basically your Tegra tablet, in terms oh. of spe- specifications, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they can push the limits up to I think a good sixty frames stable without really overheating your device. Yep. It's just that I think the controls for the Nintendo Switch should require a controller for that, but I think with a tablet you could have just done similar to the mobile phone. Yeah, but I I don't I mean you have the hardware if you're on a Switch you have the hardware for the controllers. Yeah. You might as well use it. So you can have that full, beautiful screen in front of you instead of your two stupid thumbs blocking like a <laughs> lower part of the screen, right? Well, it's going to be an, a new learning curve, that's for sure. I don't. I honestly don't think it's going to be that much because all you have to do is just reorient the idea that, oh, I'm not touching the screen, mm-hmm. but I'm ha- I have this joystick now for the movement. No, no, correct. That's for the movement. It's, it's and then more the of where you cast the skills because uh, uh, casting the skills is area-based. Area so I don't know how you will... I think you're going to utilize the right stick for that one. So that, Probably. I mean, yeah. that, that seems logical. It, it, it will it will take some time for, for the mobile players to adapt to the to the Nintendo Switch version. Yeah. I mean, if if they decide to. is, is it Are the accounts going to carry over? That, we haven't been notified if it's going to be seamless uh, mm-hmm. switching between the accounts. Because that would do. be fun. Yeah. Right? You can like jump from mobile. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm done playing mobile. Mm-hmm. So I'm at home. I'll put my phone down. Mm-hmm. I let it charge. Then I'm going to pick up the Switch and I'll start playing there. And hopefully, it will be a much more stable version of the Nintendo of the network. Uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's always going to be some weird network issues when it comes to, to like start. new hardware. Yeah. Yeah. To start, to start. So you never know if the netcode's going to be uh, where you want it to be at launch. And I think this will also be a free-to-play for the Nintendo Switch, similar oh. to Fortnite. Or Warframe in the Switch. And my Switch is gathering dust at the moment. Not, oh. not, not by September 25, maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> not by September 25 <laughs> not if AOV can help it well let's see let's see I, I, I would like to see how can you imagine uh, playing your AOV dot you have your oh controller and then God. you have your TV yes playing it on a massive screen but, uh, AOV on the TV screen ah. <laughs> can you picture that now 50 inch I mean cause like you were thinking small you're thinking about oh I'm gonna play it to go dock it Lie down on lie down on your bed. Yeah. Play it while you're lying down. Yeah, now, now I'm hoping that the house gets synced. Yeah. Yeah. But I think they will also utilize the Nintendo similar to the PSN. Ah right. The yeah. account, the Nintendo ID. Yeah. We'll see. Um it, it's possible that they can do it like what they do with um like Bioware stuff where you're you're logged in with your Nintendo ID. But then there's gonna be an yeah. option where you can also uh, have a second login for your uh your AOV account. I mean quite mind-boggling that you know revenues for these games free to play can get you as much as 140 million dollars because you don't notice it yeah, it's, yeah. it's small transactions yeah you're like oh i'll just spend like you know five dollars today or for, for a costume of lubu or diao chan yeah yeah mm-hmm. and the next thing you know like when you start adding it up 
Like, oh wow, oh. I've actually spent like a total of a hundred dollars already. Yeah, might as well buy a collector's edition of a game at yeah. <laughs> So yeah. Okay, so that's it for our news segment for now. So let's move on to the meat, which is to start <laughs> Streaming. off. Streaming. Yep. Twitch. Uh, you you were talking about this a lot before. Uh, yeah. The yeah. There were there, there, there was quite a time where, Twitch where, where I actually was studying the streaming industry here in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I call it an industry because a lot of people are actually doing it right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are actually making a living out of it right now, mm-hmm. and a lot of companies have actually taken a notice on it right now in such a way that you already have Twitch. Mm-hmm. I think from the Astro Group you have Tamago, mm-hmm. and of course. The biggest uh, social media platform, Facebook, mm-hmm. is actually interested in looking into the Philippine streaming industry. Uh, that being said, though, uh, one streaming platform recently closed, and that was uh, YouTube Gaming. Mm-hmm. But well, I think it's more of like it, rather than having a dedicated platform for gaming, it's yeah. still just going to be one YouTube. major platform. Mm-hmm. So less focus and just like, I mean, why do we like divide to begin with? Yeah. So. Basically, this whole uh, Philippine streaming uh, concept is based on the following. Influencers and your uh-huh. esports gamers uh-huh. and actually your pseudo-celebrities and celebrities looking for an avenue to stream their video game uh, ah. sessions. Uh-huh. Celebrities. I still remember that time Goyo was streaming Twitch. <sighs> oh, oh, Good times. Papi, papi, papi. Good anyway, times. Uh, that being said, yes, Paolo Avellino is also a streamer. Uh, from what we have noticed... Uh, these streamers are actually ga- gaining partnerships with these streaming platforms and mm-hmm. actually they're actually making a living out of it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The likes of Suzy Zor, the likes of Riku, Asurai, I think, as well. Uh, Paco Manila is, is currently with uh, a geek Tamago in, in Tokyo right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have this ecosystem already of influencers, of these gamers. Of these esports uh, special specialists, mm-hmm. cats, uh, and they and they have this uh, and they have this following, so you can see this in their platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see the number of subscribers, the number of followers. If you subscribe, you even actually pay at around five dollars for two hundred fifty pesos, Philippine pesos. Wow! And you actually see firsthand several ex- exclusive, several updates on your favorite uh, uh, video game uh, streamer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So recently, there has been quite a shift. Okay. Uh, okay. Twitch Philippines, uh, their representative recently resigned. Okay. Uh, that's uh, Banums, uh, Banums Mariano. He actually went out. And now there's no Twitch Philippine uh, partnership uh, representative. Mm-hmm. Oh. And on the right time, Tamago went in, suit almost all of the partners, Twitch partners, into Tamago. So Riku is now in Tamago. Paco Manila is now in Tamago. Loco Gaming. Uh, well. Yeah. Uh, is now in uh, Tamago. I think the likes of Loco, yeah. uh, Ian and the other gamers are in, in Tamago as well. well yeah. uh, even even the gamer bloggers, Ang Geek, oh, Gadget Pilipinas, wow. uh, most of them are in, Tama- in Tamago right now. There's also, I think there's another platform, Nemo TV. Grand okay. Soriano back to gaming is, is, yeah, is, is there uh, representing their, their brand and it's training <laughs> yes it is uh, so you see here a weakening of Twitch partnership mm-hmm. but I think the mainstay Mineski and Wombo Hombo are still, still, on they're still there yeah. and in fact the recent uh, Rev Major was streamed not on in Tamago or, or, or Nemo it was still in Twitch so mm-hmm. you see a lot of these mainstream brands still sticking out with Twitch yeah. but the personalities 
we're actually looking at the likes of Tabaku now. Okay? Yeah, and I think it's also, it might also just be because of the sheer scope. Like, for example, you have like Mineski, yes. uh, no, definitely known in the Dota 2 landscape, yeah. uh, international and everything. Same thing with uh, with just uh, the Rev, right? Yeah. So these are like the, their markets are just not just, you know, local Philippine uh, players mm-hmm. or viewers, but on a much larger scale in terms of like even the international uh, scene takes notice of like, okay, so who are these? You know, like the Philippine gaming industry is, you know, well, the gaming community is building up and gaining a lot more recognition in the past couple of years, more so than ever before. So we're getting to that point where you have certain industries or certain establishments mm-hmm. that have that international recognition. Actually, if you want to capture the Philippine market, it is imperative that you have <clears throat> a Philippine representative who mm-hmm. is always in touch with these personalities. Yeah. Otherwise, if you're just gonna base it on the global branding, I don't think it will hold up here in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, citing the case that most of the Twitch partners have actually yep, jumped yep. ship yeah, from, mm-hmm. from from Twitch to Tamago. Primarily yeah. because Tamago has a has a local headquarters here yeah. in the here in Manila, and they actually are the ones looking and recruiting for the for the partners to come to to Tamago and jump ship from their different platforms. Yeah. I oh, think there is mm-hmm. one from Facebook, uh, Facebook Gaming or FBGG. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, nice. I think Suzy Sor is with uh, mm-hmm. with with FBGG. But other than Suzy Sor, I don't think you see much of them, which is quite ironic because Facebook is actually the platform of choice or what we, mm-hmm. from, econo- from an economic standpoint, your, eco- your, your monopoly of choice here in the Philippines when it comes to social media. Yeah. And that is a much more broader landscape. You see your news, your lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, your business, your, your buy and mm-hmm. sell, your marketplace. Yeah. Or, and, and quite astoundingly, gaming isn't really punched yet mm-hmm. into the into this into the flat platform. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it's quite weird because yeah. it, it's mm. it's everything but gaming. There are yep. some who would take uh who would take advantage of FBGG, mm-hmm. but I think FBGG at the moment can only support up to 720p. Mm-hmm, yeah. So in terms of in, in terms of your resolution, yeah. and I think they they also have a time limitation of around three three to four hours of your stream, mm-hmm. but it's not, not that it matters, of course, because <laughs> yeah. not everyone has the has the attention has the attention span to actually stream watch your whole stream for four hours, you yeah. know, <laughs> not unless you have you have no time, <laughs> yeah, rather you have all the time in the world to watch that. Yeah, I think um the uh, with what I was referring to earlier is more of like. You have the Rev Majors, you have the Mineski, which are which whose audiences are not necessarily just the Philippine market. Correct. So that's why I think that's why they can afford to stay on Twitch mm-hmm. without necessarily the kind of like local support that you would get from platforms like Tamago. Okay. Yeah. To which I raised the question. So what if, for example, ESGS is coming up, the Esports yeah. Gaming Summit 2018. Yeah. Which platform are we going to? Well, which platform are we going to expect most of the Philippine content to go to? Do, would you expect a bit of... Uh, and this is both live stream mm-hmm. and for both edited content. Would you see them more still on YouTube? Or will you see them on Tamago? Or will you see them on, on Facebook? This is where it actually is a mix. My bet would be there's still a heavy... I would bet on a heavier lean towards Twitch still. Mm-hmm. If anything, because it is uh, a lot of the tournaments there... Mm-hmm. Their road, their roads, basically towards more international tournaments. Correct. So you'll have people watching 
who are looking to see who's going to be the like representative coming from the Philippines or who's going to be moving up into the next level. Mm-hmm. So you have people watching on an international scale to see who's going to be coming up representing each of these other countries for these major tournaments later down the line. Right. So right. that's at least my bet on why they would might lean more towards Twitch because of the sheer uh, like it's not just going to be a local scope for local smaller local tournaments. You can have Tamago, you can have like those with a local community that would be more uh, closely knit because it is a lot smaller in terms of scale. Mm-hmm. It's not trying to really expand so much on an international scale yet. Mm-hmm. But what if it's something that's already established, like you have a big tournament coming up. Mm-hmm. Let's say you have like the Red Majors mm-hmm. or you have uh, some tournament where you have a Southeast Asian leg and then it's going to move on into a more international scale. That one might lean more towards Twitch because mm-hmm. at least it's more cohesive. Uh, cohesive in the sense that okay you'll have this tournament happen on Twitch Mm -hmm. then the next one same channel but on a broader scope until it hits eventually the finals because it would be weird if you have like on Tamago you have this one local tournament then that team moves forward then you switch into a different platform for Twitch you know what you know what yeah it's a good point that you raised this one I think tournaments will be still on Twitch but when it comes to your edited content or your live stream Mm -hmm. it will either be on Facebook for the live stream because uh, there would be a better reach instantly, mm-hmm. and for your edited content, I think people would still refer to defer to put your and drop your, your your content into YouTube. Yeah, because YouTube, naman has the YouTube has actually preference for the edited content. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think that was really like the intent. Or yes. that's the main focus now, mm-hmm. which is you have your uh, uh, your you know content that's mm-hmm. been prepared, mm-hmm. edited, and polished. Mm-hmm. Compared to like the more raw format that is live streaming, but you know, guys, uh, a bit of in, uh, industry info here based on our our sources. Most of these influencers are actually paid on a monthly basis, as if they were, as if they were contracted talent. Actually, mm-hmm. paid at least five figures, no. um, and then the competition really is with the rates given to them. So it's really more mm. of an economic benefit to the streamer. To be yeah. exclusive to a certain brand. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you, That's you good. usually like if you are if you, if you do have that reach. Yes. Right. You have that influence. You definitely would serve as uh, as a face or as a representative almost mm-hmm. of certain uh, platforms or mm-hmm. certain products. And that's really like if it, it really is boils down to that talent aspect to it. It's the reason why we have like uh, like celebrity DJs or actors who represent certain brands because they have that recognizability mm-hmm. that you know like oh I know that person mm-hmm. oh I know this guy I follow this dude on on, on Twitch mm-hmm. on Tamago or any other platform I watch their channel on YouTube you have that reach you have that audience and you're basically like uh, a TV where okay people watch you people tune into you people listen to you mm-hmm. so naturally I think that's people are like, a lot of the local uh, a lot of the local I guess uh, people are starting to see that strength now and the power of why there is a lot of like talent a lot of uh, a lot of that uh, you know influence with these individuals and it's not just like the people you see on TV because as we move forward we have we have a lot more people on uh, streaming channels um, mm-hmm. YouTube twitch it's not just TV anymore there's and they're starting to realize that so I think it is some people are catching on early yeah. So they want to but, build yeah. that. But you know, Charles, I think it's a good thesis or a good study 
how do you quantify a conversion rate of your reach to influence to buy and to the the, the end the end product would be how do you convert someone or convince mm-hmm. someone to actually purchase the brand that you are representing mm. i don't think there is a qualified um, study, academic study or whatnot, or a business case mm-hmm. for that one because at this point in time we are on the assumption that reach does not follow yeah. influence and yet people would still defer to the ones with the bigger uh, with the bigger market with the bigger mm-hmm. reach however it doesn't usually follow you have the likes of uh, Boss Mac of Back Gaming has a certain hardware niche mm-hmm. wherein what, what he actually says on what to buy or where to buy is actually quite mm-hmm. Uh, he actually bears a bit of influence, to, a good amount of influence to his market. Yeah, I mean, he has like the numbers to prove it. He yes, has, he like... has numbers to prove it, and it's actually a good indicate. It's actually a good study to formulate. Say, for example, how does a uh, Charles or how does a Martin or how does a Mix convert in reach influence into a sale mm-hmm. conversion, and that would actually help the brands determine whether they should actually go for certain. Mm-hmm. influencers or streamers or celebrities for endorsement that's true yeah I think well, there is a lot of I think there's still a lot of room yeah. to really mm-hmm. study how that uh, turns over but mm-hmm. I think uh, what's probably happening right now is there's a lot of like carryover in terms of what was uh, what's basically being done right now mm-hmm. in terms of like traditional media correct so they're basically just reapplying the same logic uh, which I guess in their case it, it it works to an extent because you're you're not changing a lot. You're you still have the same premise. You have somebody who's well known. You have somebody who mm-hmm. can you know who talks to a certain audience mm-hmm. that people recognize. You're what you're the only thing you're changing is the medium through which that person is displayed or how you know the medium through which that person uh, exerts that influence. Mm-hmm. Whether you're basically shifting from TV to a YouTube channel. I mean, I mean, let's let's face it. Sure, there are a lot of people, ten thousand, mm-hmm. uh, ten thousand likes or follows or whatnot, but they're there for the giveaways. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is. I true. mean, they're there for the freebies. Neither, they're there for yeah. the free video card or for the free motherboard or for the free headset. Usually, mm-hmm. the free headset, yeah. keyboard, and mouse, and they'll follow you because they, you know, you have something to offer to them, some economic value to offer to them. It's like the Warframe dev stream. The only yeah. reason why most of us go there is for to get Twitch, the plaques. And then sign up for a trial of Twitch Prime. Yeah, just to get the new Prime Warframe. <laughs> you get the new Prime Warframe, you get the, the additional items that otherwise would take you so much time to gather yeah. resources just to craft. Mm-hmm. And if you check out the stream, possibly for the PC people or PS4, yeah, P- P- Platinum. PS4 PC. Platinum, man. Pla- pla- of Free course, plat. Platinum. For, or you know for the, the, the 75% of platinum sale. Yeah. For yeah. the 1 billion loser, I mean uh, users, users. Users. Wait, wait, it's not 1 billion, it's 26 million. 26 million users. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you we're know, reviving that we're reviving that dead joke. Yeah, what we're saying is it's actually a good field of study mm-hmm. from a marketing perspective, from a branding perspective, and also from the influencer or the streamer's perspective. To actually yep. build on brand equity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, like I mentioned, it is it, a lot of people now are probably working on the assumption that all you're doing is changing the medium, but the principles theoretically yeah, are yeah, supposed same. to apply. But the question is, how different is it? Like there is still a difference. The question is, how much of a difference? Yeah. I mean, 
I'm a bit agnostic with regard to which platform you stream or you do your mm-hmm. content. At the end of the day, it's do you present something value added to your audience, to your customers that would either A, mm-hmm. keep them, retain them, or B, add more followers or subscribers yes. to you. And that's the hard part. That's mm-hmm. something I think people work on. Some people view a streamer because, hey, they are aesthetically pleasing, they're guapo or maganda. Some people go to the streamer because... Heck, they're esports players. They can do the 360 no scope shots. Mm, <laughs> Or some they just like the the humor. The humor, yeah, yeah like I the mean, PewDiePie. That's, that's why I watch Game Grumps. I mean, yeah. I, it's enjoyable for me to listen to Danny and Aaron just you know, mm-hmm. you know, muck around playing games. <laughs> I mean, it is fun. I mean, like it feels like as if at least for in those cases, it's mm-hmm. like you're just sitting down with them with a couple friends. So, to end this topic, let's. I'll ask you, Charles. Do you prefer live stream content? Over, say, for example, edited content, and if so, do you give us some of your influ- well, some of the streamers that you follow. I would say that there's a time and place for both. Okay, those are two different things because they are, uh, they are fundamentally very different. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very they're similar, but you watch them for di- very different reasons. Correct. Right. Like for edited content, I enjoy watching that because of the polish, mm-hmm. and you know that what you're watching is what you're gonna get. You know that they've already screened it. So you know that there's very little um, deviance from what you're expecting. Mm-hmm. Whereas on a live stream, it's a little bit more, um, it's a little bit more chaotic, and you're not always sure what's going to happen because it's live. Mm-hmm. So for those cases, I, for example, I would watch streaming for, let's say, like recently, I, uh, Destiny 2 recently launched their mm-hmm. um, their new raid for mm-hmm. the Forsaken expansion, which is uh, Last Wish. Mm-hmm. So the moment that they released the raid, a lot of streamers, a lot of Destiny 2 streamers started uh, doing their raids, their attempts, trying to finish. Mm-hmm. And especially in their race, because Bungie had this uh, contest that X number, the first uh, I think number of players, first hundred players or something that get to complete the raid mm-hmm. will get this really neat looking jacket. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With uh, with you know a whole bunch of stuff on it. So it's cool. So like, you want that? You want that? Yeah. Uh, the that, swag. Yeah, the swag. swag. And not to mention the bragging rights. Hey, I I was one of the first 100 people. Do they put in the number? I'm not sure about the number, but yeah. it's like you're gonna, have, you're gonna have your name on it or something. Yeah. Okay. So you have the that bragging rights. You have like you know you have that physical manifestation of your bragging rights. Yeah, and that sword knight, the first to finish. Ooh, that's, I don't really think that's a great. I don't think that's a great tagline. Let's not work with that. But the yeah, so I watched the, the example. I watched that live stream because you want to see that as it happens. Mm-hmm. You're with. You're basically witnessing history as it happens. That's why I watch streams. Mm-hmm. And also uh, another reason, if you just want to chill and you want to like kind of, in a sense, sort of hang out with someone. Yeah. yeah. That kind of feeling where you're actually, chilling. Can, you can actually reach. Yeah, them. you can interact with them, and yeah. they'll like. Sometimes they'll uh, shout back at you. A shout out pose. Yeah. <laughs> so there, those are different things. So whereas I would say YouTube or anything that's like uh, edited content, mm-hmm. you watch it because you know you're you're expecting a program, you're expecting something, mm-hmm. and that's usually what you're gonna get. Well, for me, I don't have much time watching stream gaming or even edited gaming. So my experience is like listening to a live podcast. Like uh, uh, Rob has a podcast. Uh, they also do like live survivor talks on oh, stream great, yeah. and just like Charles what he said about the benefits of live is the interactability between the live hosts and mm-hmm. the ones 
he's guesting with. I mean, you can actually ask them a question. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. But and they will acknowledge you. But I mostly prefer the ones that are readily downloadable or edited. Mm-hmm. Because remember, we're in the third world, hence the show Third World Gaming. Third <laughs> world internet. And some streams need most of your bandwidth. A and good well, chunk of it. Yeah. yeah. And most of the time, I need the internet to work. So I'd rather download it first, mm-hmm. listen to a certain podcast about video games or Survivor or wrestling while I'm doing my work. And without it, disturbing my internet time. Minor segue about that. About the reason like Twitch, for example. Um, this, how this it perfect. works. How yeah. it actually works is yeah. un- unless you're a partner, unless you're a Twitch partner, they will not scale down your video automatically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you upload your, if you're streaming at, let's say, 720p, mm-hmm. or let's, no, let's, 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 let's go big. Let's say you're streaming at 1080, 1080p, 60 frames. 60 frames, Let's yeah. say you have like the most badass internet in the world, right? Yeah. And the best PC. So you're streaming 1080, mm-hmm. 60p, uh, 60 FPS, right? Nobody else is going to be able to watch your stream because they will not scale that down. Yeah, you will require a good 25 megabit connection. Uh, for like anybody yeah. who wants to watch your stream has to have the same kind of setup as you. Yeah. At least internet-wise. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, that's probably why like, you know, streaming can be difficult, especially if you're like a smaller uh, smaller streamer and you're not partnered yet. Yeah, or you have a specialized content. Say, for example, those retro games. Oh, yeah, yeah not everyone's gonna game. watch all retro game all mm-hmm. of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Yep, but at least YouTube, they also they kind of scale that down for you. Yeah, yes. that's but a good point. Streaming not the same, so there's that. That also plays into why uh, it's not always for everyone because mm-hmm. the scaling doesn't always work. I, I, I prefer, I personally prefer the edited content and not. Exactly the three minutes kits or whatnot. Mm. I go for the tutorials. Uh, I've been playing Monster Hunter World again. Oh. I finished it on PS4. Now I'm playing it on the PC. What I did was I shifted from my lance and gun lance to a longsword, and it's still a new experience for me. So it still took me quite some time to adapt. I've been watching tutorials on the internet. Uh, I've been watching uh, Eric A Gaming on YouTube, and it's what. A good fifteen-minute uh, oh. tutorial on how to use the nitty the the nitty-gritty of the longsword, and it's actually quite helpful as compared to say seeing someone Live play streaming. the game using the longsword, which is fifty percent skill and fifty percent chance. I'd rather go for okay, this is how the mechanics for the longsword actually works. Yeah. Let me try it out for myself. And yeah, going back to what you said, t- tutorials. That's what I'm doing too. When I gotta break a map on Warframe, yeah, load up YouTube. Okay, how do I finish up Sands of freaking Inaros? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that stage. <laughs> I did get the Inaros though, so yeah. Oh, do you have the Inaros? Huh? Yeah. Oh, it's a very good Warframe, man. Uh, yeah, I just keep on devouring them. They can't even yeah, kill me. Yeah, first kill and then eat them. Yet, eat them. Yeah, turn them to and then your have a health, uh, health buff, health uh-huh. boost. You know, and then you just do the whirlwind, and everyone's down. And then you can just eat them again. Yeah. Basically, they can shoot all they want. <laughs> They'll die yeah. eventually They'll when die I get eventually. near. <laughs> yeah. So I guess yeah, that, that's the thing. I mean, edited content—you know what you're looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know what you're gonna get. And 
you know it's pure 15 minutes of okay I can go to which part I still mm-hmm. I need yes. and so I can I, revisit that yeah especially as compared to say a full 2 hour stream of a streamer that you like to follow yeah. you don't know <laughs> what you're getting yeah. yeah but speaking of what we do know or what we don't know what we're getting next month we're going to ESGS oi 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 the esports gaming summit esports gaming summit Yep, mm-hmm. a lot of our friends are going to be there. Yeah, well, we, we've, it's we've a seen a lot of, again. We've seen a lot of exhibitors already announcing that they will mm-hmm. be there. We've seen the likes of the, the main sponsors, the likes of uh, Smart be yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're all in, baby. Uh, <laughs> the, the the events organizer for this one, top notch. Mm-hmm. Top Hell notch. Yeah. It takes a lot of effort. I mean, especially with something on the scale that we get with ESGS. So you know that there's always going to be something amazing for you, like no matter what. For for know, the number of events for. or cons, conventions or, or exhibits or summits that we have here in the Philippines, I think ESGS is trying to and being structurally becoming the. It's similar to a, tai, a Taiwan game show or like a Tokyo game mm-hmm. show here CGS. in the Philippines. So it's okay. it's a staple event now. Yeah. It's like the WrestleMania of, 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 of esports conventions. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is like definitely something that has kept its focus and has been delivering on that expectation and more, actually. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And the more people uh, realize that, you know, hey, we have, we have this kind of convention here. Correct. Because like there are still gamers out there in the country that don't realize that ESGS is a thing. Yeah. So, well, you know. But, yeah. I mean, Kojima Productions is coming to yeah. ESGS. They're confirmed. Hideo, not so sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kojima Productions will go. But, yeah, I, I think uh, Hideo Kojima himself is uh, 50-50 on TBA. This. Yeah. But hopefully, we get to see more information about his game, Death yeah. Stranding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe he can have the actor be there instead. I'm okay with Norman Reedus there. <laughs> or Mads. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. yeah. Or Baby. Or Del Toro. Or, or, <laughs> yeah, the fetus. Or the fetus. Guillermo del Totoro. <laughs> Totoro. Yeah. Right in the Kokoro. Yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. what do you guys expect from ESGS this year? Well, I know what I won't see there because uh, we just went there last month, which is Brawl Fest. Mm, yes. But instead of the brawl fest it's gonna be the road to nationals mm-hmm. which is gonna i think he talked about this on the way here Yeah, the road to nationals is basically i think an effort to have a franchise-based league of esports here in the philippines mm-hmm. most of the guys there from smart uh, gg network uh, pldt group they're actually the ones spearheading this this league no and in fact they have formed uh, an esports organization for this one to actually structure mm-hmm. or institutionalize how, the, how we do esports because this is a critical thing think of this as the startup for your franchise based tournaments mm-hmm. that you can buy in you can have drafts you can actually see salaries or whatnot of players here and when you institutionalize something it paves mm-hmm. the way for a standard template for everyone okay I want to I want to do esports hell yeah you, mm-hmm. know, you know maybe the nationals is the way to go for you uh, the question though after that is is it sustainable? Mm. I mean, the e- the esports landscape, while lucrative, is also very volatile and very fickle. And while we haven't had maybe something as big on the scale as Dota 2 was, mm-hmm. but if you look at the games succeeding it, mm-hmm. none of them really have 
gained as much traction long term. Mm-hmm. Dota 2 held on tight. But ever since, the giant itself, while it's still making a lot of money internationally, mm-hmm. the minds of the gamers across the world have been shifting to a lot of different things. And is it going to be sustainable to the point where we can have a league that can exist independently of the games that they play? I think you remove the games part here mm-hmm. and you focus on the sport part of the of the aspect of esports. Mm-hmm. You see the likes of Dota 2 as the medium of which there is the best way to incorporate the sports. The mm-hmm. sports. You mean competitive? Uh, you, you see here competition, mm-hmm. you see skill, you see here not a bit of luck, you know. At the end of the day, it's more where you see the gamers. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect mix of your teamwork, individual skill, the fairness, yeah. the fairness and balance of the of the sport. I'm not referring to Dota 2 now as mm-hmm. a game. I'm referring to it as a sport because that mm-hmm. this is how it should. Well, if you're looking at the sustainability of an esports game, mm-hmm. you shouldn't con- configure it as a game anymore. You see it as a sport. The same with Mobile Legends, the same with rather Mobile MOBAs or Massive Online Battle mm-hmm. Arenas, the same with your fighting games, and the same with your NBA 2K, your simula- uh, mm-hmm. with your basketball simulator games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's how you view it. You remove the, sadly, you remove the game and it becomes a sport. Yeah, but the thing is, again, there's the part where the revenue is going to be primarily coming from the people who watch, people who, you know, basically go there Correct. for the thing, for the game. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you can have like a roster of all these gamers who are great at what they do. Mm-hmm. But again, it's always going to boil down to the ability of players to play specific games. Correct. And some of that skill set may or may not be necessarily transferable from one to another. Mm-hmm. You can be great at Street Fighter. But what happens when Street Fighter is not D-game. bringing in the numbers that it used to? Oh, good case. Street, the transition from Street Fighter 4 to Street Fighter 5. Not everyone from the Street Fighter for esports uh, mm-hmm. top tier boards are the ones here in the Street Fighter Five mm-hmm. top tier boards. So there is, there is, we have to acknowledge there is that certainty mm-hmm. that okay, fine, you're still gonna do good, but there is also that risk that there will yeah. be more people, more invested and much more better at you in Street Fighter Five mm-hmm. as compared to where you came from. Uh, yeah. Say for example. CS:GO, Overwatch, or FPS games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the I think the industry now is trying to incorporate battle royale games as part of esports mm-hmm. as well. That is that is to be seen whether it's to be quite successful. But the mainstay at the moment would be your Dota 2, and the mm-hmm. one that is up and coming would be your mobile mobas. Mm-hmm. Although, if you're going to look at the gameplay template. They are the same. It's a massive online battle arena. Mm-hmm. You, you just yeah. have different. You just have different templates. One is yeah. on the PC, and once when you, you twiddle your thumbs, <laughs> your thumbs on it. Yeah. Uh, Overwatch was trying to do it with the Overwatch League. I think internationally they are mm-hmm. successful, yes. but in the Philippine context, we have not seen that um, actually uh, transform or actually because uh, we are a salty ass community and we cannot pull together for a game that requires actual teamwork and yep. seven milliseconds of. Ah, we have pain. a minimum of 87 here. Yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine from Singapore and I asked him, Oh, do you play Overwatch? Yeah. And how much ping do you have? I have like 77. Is that more than enough? He said, Yeah, like 7 to 10 to 15. Oh, wow. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, good luck with your Widowmaker, he said. I'm like, Yeah, I'm like, yeah. This is why I play tank. 
<laughs> or healer. <laughs> yeah. And again, so again, that, that, the thing is that brings back to the to my idea of, or at least my question about the sustainability. It will be a challenge for sure, because you're gonna be you if you want that kind of you know institutionalized uh, <laughs> esports to not just succeed, but to kind of be able to consistently bring in that you know that yeah. that sweet sweet cheddar. Uh-huh. You need to be fast. But Charles, you have to consider we're not an exporter of esports titles. Mm-hmm. Rather, we are an importer of esports titles. What do I mean? We are the ones adapting to what is good, competitive, mm-hmm. or famous on an international stage, importing it to the local stage. Mm-hmm. We, we weren't the ones developing, uh, or rather, uh, being the mainstays of Dota 2 to begin mm-hmm. with. We saw Dota 2, we played yeah. Dota 2. Uh, there apparently are very good players here in the Philippines for Dota 2. And that is where we started to, from an importing, mm-hmm. go to exporting. We exported our talents there. Now, mm-hmm. in terms of the games, we are still importing what is good yeah. internationally. That, that's what I mean. Like You have to be quick in adopting which ones are potentially going to bring in the goods. But we just can't adapt to almost everything because, yeah, again, I will right. use that's the Overwatch right. example... Not all the games are going to translate smoothly yeah. and successfully. That, that's what I mean. Like you have, to, you have to know. You have to be not just fast, but you also have to be intuitive and in seeing. Okay, mm-hmm. this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because you can't, like you said, we can't adapt everything. So mm-hmm. you have to be smart enough, or at least the industry has to be smart enough to know which ones are worth investing in for a certain period of time. Because this will have like a lifespan. Yeah, and this is where the tragedy and success of esports players are. Mm-hmm. There are some esports players that are really good on so on some of these esports titles, but they're not just flying here in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. But some of the esports guys are very good at Dota. They get the spotlight. Mm-hmm. So sure, with any sport, it's not every day you're like the LeBron James mm-hmm. of Dota Two mm-hmm. or whatnot. There will be you have there will be a realiza- realization at the end of the day. Okay, I can only perform up to this part. Mm-hmm. I can only do a certain role, right? And that is the reality for any sport. Okay. You now translate the esport yep. now to a basic sport. Yep. Diba? So yeah, we'll see. I mean, the the whole uh, what's going to be taking over for Brawl Fest, we'll have to see how that turns out because but, that's going to be mm-hmm. that will de- if, if it works, mm-hmm. it's definitely going to be something big. It will only grow the ever-increasing size of the gaming community we have already yes but at the same time we all we can we hope that if it doesn't if it if in the case that it doesn't succeed we can only hope that it does not fail miserably yeah because if it does if it does find the financial backing that could be coming into the community Mm -hmm. will be pulled out again overwatch (laughs) right yeah so let's i mean let's hope for the best Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but what are you what are you personally looking forward to though at yes. ESGS? Yeah. What are you hyped for? Uh, I'm I'm looking at because we recently had a reveal from Nvidia of the new graphics cards, the mm-hmm. RTX, the ray tracing GPUs. So I'm expecting that the ray tracing GPUs will be available in ESGS 2018. We do know that the likes of um, ASUS, the likes mm-hmm. of so. It's not necessarily Nvidia itself mm-hmm. going to ESGS and showcasing the products. The Rather, yes, it would be the vendors yeah. dishing out their own versions yeah. of the 2080, the 2080 Ti, mm-hmm. and the 2070. And 
and, and I'm highly likely expecting them because if I remember correctly, it's going to be the last week of September where in its com- the commercial launch of the RTX uh-huh. GPUs will be released. So it gives us a good a good uh, 15, 20 days. I rather no end of the month. It gives us a whole month to mm-hmm. prepare for the release of the the commercial release of the of the RTX. And in fact, it's there there are some sales already of the RTX mm-hmm. in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So expect them to be in ESGS. We'll or, see, yeah. or at least, or at the very least, they have like a display. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not sure if it would be readily like, oh, you can go ahead and buy it here. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that at least they have it. The other day, Boss Map of Back to Gaming already had a had a 2080 graphics card uh-huh. with him. for a review. I imagine. Yes, but I don't. But due to the embargo and all that, and all the oh, NDA, yeah. you will see it. You will see the review on a later time. Maybe uh-huh. mid October, because there was an Asus event like yesterday. Yes. I think. Mm-hmm. And there are certain products we cannot disclose, and I yes. think that's one of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we, we we might see them by October, pa. Mm. Uh, that uh, that being said, it would top, it, it it stands to reason that if the embargo or whatever will be lifted by by mid yeah. October, yeah, then highly like you you will expect them by a release would be by. So on top of the video cards, I expect the mobile commu- the mobile mobile communities, the likes of uh, Bane Glory from last mm-hmm. year. Mobile Legends uh, Heroes, uh, what's this? Heroes Evolved, Heroes Evolved mm-hmm. yeah. and Arena of Valor to be present at ESGS 2018. Do remember that they are quite the cash cow for esports, uh, uh-huh. for, yeah. for for mobile MOBA esports uh, enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. So if you're into any of those games, drop by ESGS 2018. Highly likely they will have a freebie or whatnot. But I do remember that last year Mobile Legends had like a a community event mm-hmm. exclusive skin. Oh. So nice. you know, make, nice. makes it worth it for you to visit. I wonder if there's gonna be like, um, like what they did last year that the open tournament for I think it was Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Oh yeah, uh, I think that was also then. was that Brawlfest? No, I think it's another booth, man. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it? It was under. Um, I think it was under the Capcom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Capcom. Uh, Capcom booth. I think was it where they had that like open tournament where you could walk in, mm-hmm. just you know, sign up. But I think it was. Was I think it was still Playbook? Was it? I'm not sure, but the cap, the one I remembered from last year was Monster Hunter Free Free Oh, free right, play. yeah, 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 yeah. Because because the, where, which drew a lot of crowd. Oh yeah, I, I tried to line up for that, but I was yeah. like, was I got there early. <laughs> yeah. I got there pretty early, but even then there was already a line. I'm like, nah, yeah. I'm not. I'm so <laughs> instead of that, I went across the board just to play Assassin's Creed. I ended up playing Dragon Ball Fighters. Oh, I played that. That was that good. was balls to the walls oh, wow. fun, and, and I knew fun. I was like, yeah, this, this is gonna be good. Yeah. And speaking of the free games, guys, uh, Capcom's gonna have a free game, a free to play game. There, the demo of Devil May Cry. Ah, uh, yes, uh, DMC five. DMC five. So I am looking forward to that. Long lines on the Capcom booth yet again. <laughs> <laughs> yep, definitely Capcom is. Yep, anything, any, anything to expect from the other guys uh, um, aside from Capcom? Well. So far, that's all I know. I, I think guys... they got Capcom already as a good partner mm-hmm. for their showcase. Mm-hmm. Definitely, always yeah. going to be mm-hmm. good to bring in Capcom. What, what do we expect from so from Sony? 
Oh, expect maybe NBA 2K19 for those who have yet to play that. Or probably from from last year's take takeaway, you no know, Black Ops 4. Uh, uh, another COD new COD game. Yeah, because of the new COD game. Right, uh, right. Expect that there will since because of the battle royale mechanic. Expect that there they might de- de- deploy a bit of a battle royale tournament. Oh, oh that would be interesting. Yeah, I, like, I remember that. Um, I think was it Aces or. Uh, predator, the predator, Ultra, right? Yeah. Ace, uh, predator that had that booth area uh, where they had that tournament. Overwatch, for, yeah. Junkenstein's Revenge. Junkenstein's Revenge mm-hmm. and uh, PUBG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, PUBG. So they had all that. That was all. Do we expect fun. PUBG to have a major impact this year? Maybe. Like a major event? Depends. Uh, I'm not sure if they'd be getting an actual uh, space or something for that. Oh, this is what I. Oh, good thing I remember. Good thing you reminded me of this. Last year, MSI had a series of events wherein they auctioned off laptops. Oh, oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yes. Diba? Diba With, uh, I think, I think that was where Riku was there. Mm-hmm. Riku was oh. there, uh, being their uh, brand mm-hmm. ambassador. Ambassador. So you, hopefully, we see that as well for ESGS, where people mm-hmm. just bid for i7 laptops for like <laughs> 30 40 percent discount of the price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, where would you where would you get at least like an i7 and 50 Ti? <laughs> uh, laptop for like thirty or forty thousand. Uh-huh. We're in their retail for at least fifty or sixty. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of looking. I'm. I'm hoping that they have something, uh, like what they did last year, where they had these students, uh, have their uh, little like exhibit for their indie games. Oh yeah, Igda and Gdap, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope they actually do that again because I think that was a great. Uh, a great effort mm-hmm. for a lot of like people to see exactly how far we're going not just in terms of consuming mm-hmm. the games but from, developing it but as developing well, as well. Uh, do expect Ubisoft to be there as well yes exactly oh, yes. since they do have a uh, they have a, an office or something in Laguna was it yes and, so, and they have a partnership with uh, mm-hmm. the De La Salle uh, University CSB yeah. I think or oh DLSU yeah like basically the DLSU like school system is it DLSU or is DLSU CSB I think it was I think, I think this course is in CSB yeah. but I think like, but the general like De La Salle yeah. school right. system they have a partnership with that and uh, for the interns and so everything. we're gonna expect Assassin's Creed Odyssey again is it I'm not sure if they'd have something playable by then but they might have just like a, maybe That's a couple a of videos or something yeah Maybe not a demo because I don't know if oh, there's right. a if there's actually like anything playable yeah. for that yet. I might be surprised if they're gonna add more to the Splinter Cell series. Rest uh, in peace, Tom Clancy. Oh Rest yeah, in... Gabe. Gabe. But speaking of wish list, uh, we guys talked about this. The PlayStation booth. Speaking Ooh, of PlayStation, yes. someone's cashing in on the '90s kid syndrome right now. The PlayStation, PlayStation Classic. Classic. The PSX. Yes. Now that. We guys have purchasing power. Yeah. Sony says, "Why not? It worked for the yeah. '80s kids. Let's hit the '90s kids hard because now." Because why not? It's basically rounding up to around seven thousand pesos, and it'll be twenty, twenty, two zero. Seven thousand pesos. I think it was like six thousand something, something, uh, right? Thousand a hundred dollars, right? Yeah. So how do we convert that now? Is it five five? To fifty-five pesos five, a dollar five. or fifty-four? Then yeah, add, 55. you know, then add the usual whatever on yeah, top stuff. So. Expect it to be at around six thousand, six, six to seven thousand, yeah. depending for a PSX for console. A PS. Yep. And then, but here's the thing: what surprised me is that they have twenty games, two zero. That is very generous, considering that for the SNES and the NES classics, we didn't have a lot. We had like a handful of games. Can we upgrade that though? Can we I buy games? No. I highly doubt it. Nah. That's sad, not gonna happen. Sad life. 
they're going to follow the same format. So mm-hmm. it will be 20 games. They've announced five, five. out of the 20 so far. Oh, which which are? Have FF7. Tekken 3. Tekken maybe? 3. Right. Ridge Racer Type 4. Mm-hmm. They Arms. also have Wild Arms. And, uh, and what was the last one? Jack something. Something. Oh. Uh, oh, sorry. Hold on, hold on. Jumping one. Flash. Jumping Flash. Wait, wait, Crash Bandicoot is not part of it? Probably yeah. because they've had the re- the remaster. Ah, they had yeah. the remaster, first Crash, mm-hmm. so that's probably not going to be in there. Same thing with Spyro. Yeah. Spyro also has that remaster. And a bit of the Mega Man games, right? Mega Man X recently re- uh, launched their Legacy Collections. Yeah. So that's probably not going to be in there either. So... What I can hope for, let's just, what we'll do. What we'll do now mm-hmm. is we'll give like maybe a five-game wish list. Okay. Since we have roughly fifteen games, mm-hmm. fifteen games left, so we'll do a quick like lightning round. Each of us will give one game uh, per round, totaling to fifteen to round up the five that we've already seen announced. Charles, we rehearsed this. I forgot my list. <laughs> whatever it is, just uh. whatever's at the top of your mind. Don't worry, we'll take turns so you have time to think. Yeah, right. damn it, mix. So, you made the list. You'll start. <laughs> Mix, it you can was start part off. of the list. <laughs> Make a list or be on the <laughs> list. Be on yeah. the list. <laughs> Wanna be on the list, Mix? <laughs> well, I'm expecting the following. First off, the two Just legend. one. One. Ah! One at a time. Then you have time to think. Legend of Legaya. Legend of Legaya. Great classic. Um, pass. <laughs> no, you are not allowed to pass. Fine. One, you are not allowed to pass. Fine. Vigilante 8. Oh, right. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's lovely. Basically, twisted metal with less edge and more groove. Yeah. Great. However, there's a bigger chance it's gonna be twisted metal. That is true. Yeah. And specifically, Three. specifically, Three. twisted metal two. Oh. Yeah. Okay. In all likelihood. Clouds. Um, my clouds. my personal wish, but not likely because Konami sucks. Suikoden two. Actually, I yes. am hoping. <laughs> I am hoping to the high heavens that Suikoden two makes it on the list. Konami, if you're not being a bunch of dicks. It will totally make me and Charles very happy and willing to buy this PSX classic if you give us Suikoden 2. I am backing a Kickstarter for the Suikoden Orchestral CD. Come on, Konami. Make it count. Yeah. So, Migs, your second pick? Uh, it's like a draft. Yeah, it's like a draft, man. <laughs> Something dear to my heart would be Street Fighter EX. Mm. I, I, I know Alpha 3 would be yeah. a very... Would be a much more palatable... Popular, consider, yeah. yeah. Palatable uh, consideration. But dudes, EX. Capcom and Arika on the same game, man. <laughs> I mean, I think Arika is uh, releasing Fighter uh, EX, late, uh, fight, uh, fighting game EX mm-hmm. for the PS4. But I just want my Garuda versus Akuma versus Ryu <laughs> versus Kai. Come on, guys. Pull it off. Right, second pick. Ah, speaking of fighting games, it's coming from Capcom as well. Rival Schools 1. Ah. Classic oh. rival oh. schools. Oh my! Why? Why? It's <laughs> because we need more Batsu in our lives. I will counter. <laughs> I will counter your fighting game pick with Bloody Roar. Oh! <laughs> oh. Bring that on. Okay. Next. I forgot. No, wait, 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 wait. I remember. What's that voiceover? Uh, Voice? Shenlong the Tiger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> bloody Roar, bring on those beasts. I'm, I'm quite surprised we don't have Bloody Roar in the PS4. That would be a very good title. That would be. That would. Go for your next pick. I already have one in mind. Go on. Third pick, third round. Ace Combat. Oh, nice. I was gonna get that. Fine. <laughs> you snooze, you lose, Martin. Pepsi Man. 
Oh, oh. That's, gonna, that, that's gonna be fun. Let's get that off Kyle Jenner's hands. Which Jenner that is, whatever. <laughs> okay, uh, my, my round three pick will be one of my personal favorites as well for that era. Harvest Moon, Back to Nature. Yes! Harvest yes! Moon, Back to Nature. I want to you know, get that hoe, smack that hoe down, <laughs> plant some crops. Yeah, the- get the hoe and plant some Dude, we always need the hoe for our crops, man. Yeah. Don't judge the hoe. Yeah. You cropping ain't behind every good farmer is, is a, a great hoe. Cropping ain't easy. And you know, sometimes we're you know we when we when we stop playing Harvest Moon, we go to outer outer space. Right? Is this your round four pick? A segue to round four? Armored Core. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh that's great. Oh. That's, that's a great. So, pick. can you tell us what Armored Core is? Robots, bunch of robots, and. And customizing your robots. Oh, 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 customizing, huh? How about RPG Maker? Oh, wow. That's, that's a very, very interesting pick. <laughs> if, very if we're going to go pick. very, very high standards on our picks and customization-wise, it's got to be that. Or the less successful fighter maker. Fighter maker. Yeah right. Oh, God, that yeah was, right. That was. Yeah, I, right. I would play that again just because of how terrible it turned out. It is just. It's so bad, but it's it's really like fun just to see the you know ridiculous thing turn out. Nice try, fighter maker. All right. So uh, my round, my fourth round pick, because we mentioned earlier that the Mega Man X Legacy Collection came out. Yeah. My fourth round pick. Mega Man Legends. Yes. It hasn't been re-released. Yes. So it has a very... And it's a beloved classic by fans all around the world. There is... You know, there is the... There is an an actual movement Mm -hmm. to bring Mega Man Legends 3. Mm -hmm. It was in the works. But, you know, Capcom kind of dropped the ball on it. Mm -hmm. But they can somehow appease fans and give them a little bit of hope by releasing that with the classic. And right. people would probably be sated for a while. <laughs> You'll hate me for this, Charles. You'll hate me for this. Bigger and story. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh that, that is... Mm, yeah, that, that hits a spot right oh. there. Mm. Uh, that, that, that gameplay, though, where you just, you just pop a circle, an area where you can hit that, any body part. And that very frustrating crafting system. Yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You guys are not going to like it because it's like a double entry. That should never, ever happen. But knowing PSX Classic, it's going to happen. Final Fantasy VIII. Remember, it's the only game that's not on what platform? Oh, right. They're not, they're not re-released. You know, and you've seen the articles going Think around as to why it's not uh, coming out, right? Yeah. Like they don't have uh, the... Th- I think, I'm not sure if it was confirmed, mm-hmm. but they don't have like the original codes for it <laughs> where's the original no no because, um, it, because at that time Square Enix was not in the was not in the best of places supposedly it was so, in a dark place you know there were, there were a lot of you know stuff that they so were able nine, to though, so, archive properly so, so seven were good eight dark place probably their edge you know yeah no no even seven was like even seven was almost um lost altogether but dude, seven and nine are there I know yeah. that's the thing no seven was almost lost as well but the thing is they had a fairly good PC re-release so they had some of that code from the PC port but Final Fantasy VIII Eight. also had the PC release but that one was apparently more broken than the thing and apparently what they do for the actual 
when they try to re-release it is they reverse engineer the games. Uh, speaking of re-release, are they in the PSN? FFAs? Yes. Yeah, yeah they're they on Steam as well. And I think it's, that's... They're basically emulated. <laughs> I think that's how they're going to do it. Like Shenmue 1 and 2, it's an emu- It's obviously a ported version of FF8 on the PSX Classic. So if there's going to be a franchise that's going to double dip outside of maybe Tekken, it's going <laughs> to be Final Fantasy. And what's after 7? It has to be number 8. Mm. That's a very risky uh, gamble. Yeah. Mm. Alright, so that's your fifth round pick. Yeah, you don't very even strong, know very, very you don't brave even know if finish. Squall was just dreaming or dead, you know? That's a very, very <laughs> brave finish. Alright, so for my fifth round pick, I'm gonna go for something that... Hmm... Are you gonna say WWF SmackDown? Ooh! Oh no 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 no! Because if, if, if they were going to re-release any old uh, WWE slash WWF game, it would be Warzone? Here Comes the Pain for PS2. Yes, but this is PS1. Exactly. So that's why I'm not gonna bring anything up. All right. What I will bring up is Gundam Battle Assault. Oh my God. Yes, Gundam Battle Assault. Though this, Glory to the winner. <laughs> though the same question lies in how they're going to pick Harvest Moon. Because it's not a hit in the Western series, but it's more of a hit here in the Asian market. Do you yes. remember I know, Charles, yeah, Char- Charles, Charles Counter-Attack? On, on oh, the, the one where you can pick uh, yeah. the... Cuatro and the New right. Gundam. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not pick, a 2D fighter. You mean you can pick the Big Zam? Yeah. Ah. The big Zam. And the, and the Neo Zeon. Was the Neo Zeon already available there? Or was it the original Zeon? Oh, wait, wait Neo Zeon. The Zeon. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, to, to your Mar- uh, question, Martin, about Back yeah. to Nature, that would be a tough pick for them. I, you know, it, it's still going to be a gamble. But it is my wish. The same yeah. thing with Suikoden 2. It's like, right? Konami is a bitch. So, they're, oh. I mean, I mean, if, if you bring it out, you're not a bitch anymore. But still, yes. in all likelihood, you're going to be a bitch. So, please, Konami. Don't but, be a bitch. But dude, why are we limiting ourselves to five games? If you have like the consolation picks, which would it okay, be? Okay, consolation picks. All right. Well, I'm going to start first. It's Monster... Uh, Monster... Rancher? Yeah. They're going to do... It's just that I don't know how to adapt the whole CD thing. Right, yeah, importing CD. <laughs> you only have 20 monsters available for you. Yeah, it's either that you're going to pick from the ones that are already there, right? <laughs> the other games that are on that uh, PlayStation Classic. Martin, what's your consolation pick? Oh, consolation pick. I was going to say Suikoden 2, but you gave it for both of us. Yeah. Well, I was going to say Crash, but... They had a re-release. They had re-release. a remaster. But remember, this is Sony we're talking about. They might want to cash it in, not even just on the re-release, but hey, you don't want the re-release? Fine. We'll put it in this bundle with FF7, Tekken 3, giving you that late 90s attitude era nostalgia factor right now with Crash Bandicoot. Ah, basically the classic experience. Yes. Yeah, that would be an interesting pick as well. My consolation pick is probably going to be, well, since you mentioned Crash, mm-hmm. Crash Team Racing. CTR. Yes. CTR. Their version of Mario Kart. Yes. Their version I would of Mario say Kart. that that would be a very solid pick if they good were going to play in there. I had like a good two to three controllers that got broken because of CTR. 
Uso pa yun, may vibration pa yun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when the dual shock was, you know. Yeah. New. The shock was optional. If you had a dual shock, you're a rich kid back then. Yeah. I mean, not, I mean, eventually it became common. Yes. Right? But what, 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 you know, what me and my, uh, what me and my siblings invested in, like, we had to do some really solid convincing and good grades to get it. We got a multi-tap. Oh, oh, that's so we right. Were able to, we four had friends over, players. four players, yeah. split screen. That was like the old CRTs. That's that's the mul- <laughs> that's the mul- the OG multiplayer. That's like you. yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, but I think we're hitting a bit of a. We're a bit sacrilegious for not including the following. Mm-hmm. Dance Dance Revolution. Ah yes. Busta Move, Busta Groove. Parappa the Rapper. Parappa ah. the Rapper. Legend of Dragoon. Right. Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, the whole the whole Capcom series, the Marvel versus Capcom, X Men versus Street Fighter, right. Marvel uh, Marvel superheroes versus Street Fighter. No, 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 Marvel. That's the standalone. Yeah, the one with the general. Marvel superheroes. Yeah. Right. Infinity. The one with the Infinity Gauntlet. Hey, uh, Children of the Atom. Children of the yes. Atom. Yes. Iceman. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Iceman. We're not forgetting. Aren't we forgetting the best DC movie game of all time in the PSX? Batman and Robin. Just what? kidding. Just kidding. Well, you can also. Oh, there's also a lot of other, a lot of other RPG classics. If you wanted right. to bring them in, Breath of Fire. Oh yes, Grandia. Yes. Uh, Thousand Arms. Breath of Fire Four. Yes. Breath three. Of Fire Breath of Fire Three. Then you also have uh, other than Grandia. Tale, uh, sorry, the Tales games. Tales. Yeah, Tales games for the PS One. Yeah. And, yep. Uh, what was it? Threads of Fate. Threads mm. of Fate, yeah. Threads of Fate, another uh, classic. Squaresoft. Mm-hmm. Legend of Mana. Legend of Mana. There's a lot. Like there is a lot, and I now I now I'm starting to see. Okay, twenty is very generous, but it's also not enough. Yeah. The PS One, as we're looking through, as we're looking through it now, on all the games that we want to see on the classic, it just goes to show just how great the PS One was at its prime. Wait, wait. I have a question though. It's a small version of the PSX. Uh-huh. What's the what's the point of having the disc the disc entry there? Is it just for design? I think it's just like a lid. I don't know. If, I don't know if it even opens. Does it? It it's more of an aesthetic. Yeah, thing. I heard it because heard it's that, small. It's way yeah, smaller. Yeah, I think I think from what I remember reading an article about it, the the eject sorry the uh, open yeah. thing just changes the disc. What? I think <laughs> was it? Yeah, I think it just changes the disc. I hope so. It's a button for yeah, changing. Yeah, I hope that I hope they turn Nintendo and have like the SD, the micro SD cartridges for your all-in-one games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but think of the mm-hmm. think of the options. Like you can buy all of your PSX games in uh-huh. one, sell it for like a good fifty to a hundred dollars. Sold kana don. Mm-hmm. I mean, for all for all the games that we've mentioned as yeah. an additional. Another thing you can also do, I mean, if you if really the reason you want to get the PS Classic is for the novelty of having a really tiny PS One. Yeah. Right. Because if you really wanted to play a lot of PS One classics, they're already on PSN. Just pull yeah. up, dust up, you know, brush the dust off of your PS Vita, and then play it. Which is dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Starting next yeah, year. Yeah, we didn't we didn't post it on the news because you know we are still in the separation anxiety phase. Denial. We we we're in denial that it has. That, it's actually going to end. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, just you know, brush the dust off your PS Vita, and then you can you which can get better, your which is PS1 than Classics Switch. or your PS3 if you still have that lying around. Because for some reason, 
Sony refuses to let you play PS1 classics on your PS4. Or PS some PS2 classics like Persona 4. I had to dust up my PS3 for that. What? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's weird. So it's, so it's either the Vita or the PS3? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Even PS uh, Persona yeah. 3. Because, I don't know, Sony... I mean, Sony is great. It, 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 I think they're just getting complacent. Yeah. Oh, well. Probably because some of the games and their codes are not... No, but we got them via emulator in the PSN. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't they make sense. They don't have an excuse. Yeah. I mean... Why? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Sony, play well with others. Come on. Yeah, they're not even doing crossplay. So, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Except <sighs> for Rocket League. Oh. Ooh, and play? FF14. Yeah. But then again, <laughs> FF14 really doesn't even need, like, you don't need PS Plus for it. Yeah. It runs on its own network, so. Sad. Square Enix likes to play by its own rules. <laughs> Edgelord. Square Edgelord. Yeah, but I mean, if, if PS, if FF14 can do it, I don't see why, you know, other games couldn't similarly do the same. Like, host your own network or whatever. If you think that your game's multiplayer capability is at its core you know, what you want your gamers to play. Mm-hmm. You make your own network and it'll pay for itself. Mm-hmm. At first, I didn't want that nostalgia thing. Now I want it yeah. in my life. But I'm probably going to play it like only once or twice. And it's just going to be there collecting dust again. And until you can sell it at a higher price when you're like dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need funds. All right. So, um, any, I mean, that's, I think that's all that that's we have for today. That's all we have today, though. today guys. Any last words yay charles is here yeah welcome back charles yes night shit sucks and i'll be going back into the darkness soon enough Uh, but before you go care to tell the listening audience where to catch you online sparkling like a diamond sparkling sparkling going kira kira all over twitch youtube and facebook <laughs> look for sword nine you oh. can also check my website sword9.com but that's currently still in the works but you can take a look at it if you want how about you migs where do they see you critical index you can add me on facebook as migs lopez but anyway you can find us on criticalindex.net yes and we're also on the twitter we got on the a f- tweets yeah we got a facebook yeah. page who's hit who just hit 1.5k a few months ago thank you guys no, on, on facebook yeah we have no, we got we hit 1.7k already Yay. yeah oh, be, oh by the way thank you for ren cruz part of our critical index team for for helping us with the azure lane mm-hmm. yeah, azure lane yeah. and his friend uh, uh, i think aka the waifu and boats thing waifu boats redone yeah yep yep a lot of people are actually into those things Mm-hmm. I am both impressed and scared by a bit. <laughs> Be scared, Biggs. Be scared. Never underestimate the power of the wife. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you gotta gotcha your way into it. And, well, I mean, and I once they do, as, as they from gotcha. From I can tell, their gotcha isn't as unforgiving as like something F-G-O. like F-Go. F-Go. Like, oh, yeah. That is an unforgiving gotcha hell. Speaking of <laughs> F-Go, I heard you guys are on an F-Go Facebook page? Facebook group. Facebook oh, group. by the way, Charles yes. has his Archer um, yeah, because I am small... the bone of my sword. But it's not the bone. It's a sword. It's a soft. It's a bone. soft, soft bone. Of oh your sword. My. Anyway, Archer, use hardened. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's not, not effective. effective. <laughs> Before we go away from the PG era, remember that you can also check out our other shows here in Channel14.com, hey! like Jobber Talk, mm-hmm. Third World Linux. The critically acclaimed Radio Norm. Yes. And some episodes of Bodega Nights. We're also on the Twitter. That's Yay. at CH14. Yay. Mostly they just log in just to troll me. 
And uh, they got a YouTube page. Uh, because you're worth rolling, Martin. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> but anyway, guys, trust us. We'll have another episode this October yeah. or after October because we're covering ESGS. Yes. Prepare for the aftermath. As soon as we fill up our forms right <laughs> now. Yeah.